pay in full every single month and don't just stop there, make it automatic. So just go in, there's gonna be a feature where you set it up to pay in full every single month and that's what you wanna do. This is Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp where I help tech professionals in their 20s and 30s balance a great life today without sacrificing their future possibilities. I'm your host, Lucas Caceres, certified financial planner and founder of Level Up Financial Planning where I help educate, coach, and build strategies with my clients to help them take their financial confidence to the next level. Here's an important compliance disclosure. This podcast is for informational purposes only and are not to be considered recommendations. It is recommended you consult your trusted financial professional before implementing any information obtained from the Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp. Welcome to Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp. I'm excited. I'm calling this episode Credit Cards Are Awesome, and it's because credit cards are actually really awesome. There's a lot of versatility to them, a lot of flexibility where you can actually make a lot of money and not ever pay a single cent if you don't want to. So there's a few different things we'll talk through and really just make this informative for anyone that's not familiar or maybe feel that they're not optimizing their credit card usage and gives you the the financial confidence that, yep, you can do this and you can actually make credit cards work in your favor rather than the other way around. So regardless of what you may have heard, credit cards are pretty awesome financial tools It's one of the best forms of credit that you can actually have access to and really help boost your financial confidence and boost you towards reaching your financial goals. I'll talk to that more specifically in a second because unfortunately there is the the downside of credit cards too. And this is what a lot of people run into or they know someone that has had issues with credit cards. And it can also be one of the biggest culprits of just causing complete financial chaos in your life or the lives of your loved ones. And what it comes down to is credit cards are actually a tool. They're not bad. They're not evil. The companies might might have some unique ways of how they do things, but the credit cards themselves are just tools. It's up to each individual user how to optimize it and use it for kind of its best use. But if you're not very comfortable with them, if you don't understand them, if you don't have a, a basic kind of knowledge of where you're financial priorities are and where your spending is going. That's really the biggest issue. It's not really the credit cards that are causing the issues. It's the fact that when people do run into trouble with credit cards, they don't actually know where their money's going. They're not keeping track of what's actually adding value and how these things are going to work out. And yeah, we'll, we'll talk through a few scenarios, both the pros and cons of all this different stuff. But I do want to stress that, yeah, credit cards in and of itself are not evil, regardless of what you heard, because yeah, there's there's just so many cool things you can do. I will give you some of my personal experience as well as things that I kind of share with my clients to make sure that they're optimizing their financial life as much as possible. So when I think about credit cards and being able to use them, this isn't like an entry level. This isn't like an easy level of your financial life. It It is a little bit more complex because like I said, we do need that basic financial footing of understanding where your finances are going, have good financial habits. And really where people shoot themselves in the foot is they they don't pay attention to what they're spending money on. The downside is when people get credit cards, if they don't have that good foundation, they may spend more than they want to or may spend more than they realize. And so that happens for a few reasons because with with a credit card, it's out of sight, out of mind in a lot of situations. Most of the time, you're not logging in every day to look at those balances. 
And so it's very easy to be like, oh, I see something I like, or I saw a commercial for this, I'm going to buy this, or my friend just bought this, I'm going to buy a matching pair or whatever, whatever it could possibly be. It's very easy to use credit cards. It's very different from, let's say, our parents and grandparents when they used to be predominantly cash-based as far as how they would do stuff. So they would have cash in their hand as they paid out. They'd actually feel the pain. They would realize like, oh, yep, I'm putting this money out there. That means I have less of it in my hands. When you're just kind of hit and click instant buy on Amazon, you don't really feel that same kind of friction. So it's a lot easier to spend more than what you may intend to. Another reason why some people may end up spending more than they should or than they normally would with a credit card is because of the rewards. So typically rewards are supposed to be something that's on top of something that really makes credit cards an awesome tool for you. But if you are spending more to try to get more of rewards, that's not always going to be the best kind of use of your credit card usage because yeah, you're tricking yourself that you're getting rewards, but rewards are just a fraction of the true benefit you're going to get from the credit card. And so if you spend a hundred dollars to get a 2% back, well, you just got $2 back. You spent $98 more than you would have. Doesn't make sense to spend more just because you get rewards. You're getting a fraction of what you'd be spending there. So that's important to be aware of. If you do not pay off your credit card every single month, there is interest. And that's really where people get behind the eight ball. They, they really get swamped in debt because it becomes a high hurdle to overcome. So the highest interest rates right now roughly would be about 25%. A lot of times you'd see that with store credit cards. And so that's something to be aware of. Even if you have a low interest rate with credit card, the lowest interest rate that I've seen recently is going to be like a 10.99%. It's pretty crazy. Even though interest rates have gone down for mortgages, for auto loans and things like that, and savings accounts, right? You're not, you're not getting paid a lot to keep savings. The credit card interest rates have stayed high. Back when I first graduated from high school, was working at a community bank, my first credit card was like 7.25% interest rate. So that's very uncommon this day and age. And it's crazy because most interest rates across the board have gone down. But for some reason, the credit card interest rates have gone up during this time. If you do not manage the credit cards right, and you just have trouble and you struggle with managing your credit cards and, and keeping them the way that you should be and really using them as a powerful tool instead of a negative tool for you, it could weaken your credit score, which increases the cost of other things that you may not even think about, like your insurance. It may increase the, the cost of things like your cable bill, which is strange, but I've seen that happen as well. And also, if you're just struggling with finances, yes, this goes the same for like budgeting and stuff, but credit card debt, because of how high the interest rate is, that's even more pressure on a relationship, especially if one of you is the, the culprit and the other one's not. So failing to manage your credit card the best way could definitely cause some relationship issues and some tension that, yeah, obviously you don't get into a relationship to constantly be fighting or be stressed out about financial issues. So that would be something that you would want to take into account and make sure you have good financial control. If you do choose to have a credit cards, or even if you're just trying to pay off credit cards, maybe you've already fallen into some trouble with your credit cards. You definitely want to come up with a game plan and a strategy to, to get rid of that. And that's important as well. 
So before I move on to the amazing benefits, I just want to give you a quick example. A $3,000 balance on a credit card is not that unusual. It's, it's probably about what the average is in the United States. So I just want to show you really quick at that 25% interest rate. I know it's the highest it could be, but there's a lot of credit cards like that. So at 25% interest rate, if you carried a balance of $3,000 for a full year, you're going to pay $750 in interest and that's that's a ridiculous amount of money. So let's use two different people, for example. So let's say one person uses a credit card, pays it off every single month, and we have another person that uses it, never pays it down, carries that average balance of $3,000 every single month. They're gonna pay $750, while the other person who pays it off every month is not gonna pay anything. They still use the card the same amount. Uh, the biggest difference is one is not actually paying off the credit card and they're carrying that balance. So one person is automatically $750 better off for that year than the other person is. $750 they can actually put towards actually buying something rather than putting it towards finance charges for a lot of miscellaneous things that quite honestly, credit cards are the biggest culprit for buying things that you don't necessarily need and may not necessarily remember as being important in your life. So that's, that's important to you just get that quick visual in your head. $750 is a huge difference per year. And then if that starts to compound, let's say that person that's not paying it off runs into an emergency. Well, now the next year it's $6,000 that they're carrying constantly every single month. Well, now they're $1,500 behind that other alternative person doing everything exactly the same other than paying these off and managing their finances that way. And so now, yeah, that starts to add up and compound every single year if you just kind of let those things linger around. So enough of that negative talk, the downsides. I, the reason why I put it up front, because I do want you to be aware, it, it is a slippery slope. You do want to make sure you have good financial control before you start to dive into maximizing your credit card benefits. But once you do feel like, yep, I'm really good with the budget, I spend the same thing every single month, regardless of whether it's in cash, whether I'm using my debit card. So I'll do basically the same things I would either way, and I'll make sure it's paid off every month. If that's you, if you feel you can do that, then we're going to talk about the amazing benefits of being able to have that control and use credit cards really for some amazing benefits. Starting out from the very front, there's sign-up rewards. I've seen some that are pretty ridiculously high. It does require that you spend a significant amount. So I'll talk to you some of those tips on how to calculate this stuff a little bit later. But sign-up rewards, me and my wife are just about to get about $800 back towards our grocery budget for a new credit card that we opened up back before Christmas. And so that's a ridiculous amount of free money. And those sign up rewards are going to vary based on how much you spend. So you want to make sure you right size those things. The Once you actually have the credit card and you start using it, there's rewards in the form of cash back or travel miles are usually the most popular ones. There's There's always like gift cards and different rewards you can actually choose to. But usually when you're optimizing these things, cashback is going to be one of them. And then travel miles is going to be one of them. That's just kind of free money. I tried doing some quick research before I jumped on to hit the record button. But unfortunately, I couldn't find the historical rewards that I've cashed in over the main credit card that we've used since we got married about five years ago. But I, I know it's pretty substantial because I think we probably got a $600 for signing up. And then we probably cash in another 
$2,000 worth of rewards over the last five years. So it adds up pretty quickly and it's, it's pretty <laughs> ridiculous. If you don't pay any interest and you're racking up these rewards that really creates just free, free money for you to use on things that actually do matter, things that are important to you. Another unique benefit, and I don't want to write on this one saying it's something you should do or try to float yourself from month to month, but the crazy thing with credit cards is you actually do get to borrow that money free for 30 days. So if you start to use a credit card, it adds up, then they produce a statement that says, if you pay by the due date of the statement, your balance in full, you actually don't pay any interest on, on any of these things. So you actually get a, about 30 days or so to carry charges that you do not have to pay for. And if, as long as you paid in full by that payment statement, then you actually are not going to pay any interest at all. So that's, that's how you use credit cards. I know that it's a common misconception. People feel like, oh, if you even use it, then you automatically start paying interest. Nope, you have that free first month paid in full and you get the rewards. You don't pay interest and, and you get that free 30 days to kind of push the payment. And so what happens is you tend to get in the same cycle where hopefully the, the credit card payment's roughly about the same every single month. So you know where your spending is going. It's going to be the same most every single month unless something unique comes up. But yeah, so every single month it's $2,500 or whatever it is, however much you run your personal finances through your credit card, that will be roughly what it is every single month and you just make sure you pay it. Another great thing about credit cards is credit cards are a revolving credit line. There's not really many options like that. And what it means is your credit card can last for a very long time, unlike vehicle loans or personal loans that will get paid off and two years, five years, six years, whatever it be. Credit cards, if you keep paying them and you keep using them actively, you can keep these things. I think my oldest one is about 15 years old. And that's one of the biggest pieces of your credit score calculation is the length of time that you've held credit. And so that's super important that you can carry these things along and it's going to help strengthen your credit score. Another reason why it strengthens your credit score too is because credit cards are a lot more based on how your financial habits are. It's not like an auto loan where, yep, you have a minimum payment. You have to pay that amount every single month. Credit cards, you have options, right? You can choose to spend up to a credit limit and then you get to decide how you want to pay that off. If you mismanage it, it's going to hurt your credit score because you're going to have a high balance against your available credit. And so that's why credit cards are weighed so heavily in just calculating your credit score is because that's really the one that is a true indication of your financial control because you're able to say, yep, I paid off every single month versus someone that's not paying it off every single month about maxed out. That's very indicative like, yep, they're, they're probably a financial risk. And so that hurts them from a credit score standpoint. So those are really all the amazing benefits. And I've hinted on a few of these tips, but just to elaborate on them, make sure that you're aware of these things to keep in mind as you're building your credit card strategy for your financial goals. So if there is an annual fee, make sure it makes sense for you because there's different annual fees. There's some reward cards that don't have annual fees. And what you want to see is if you are going to pay a fee that there's a boost in the rewards you'd get that would make sense if you're spending a certain dollar amount typically. So you'll want to do the math and see if I spend this amount every single month, let's say $2,000, is that gonna be 
enough to get that boost where it's gonna more than offset that fee and still put you ahead of a fee-less credit card. And there's some <laughs> there's some fees that I've seen that are like close to a thousand dollars. And the more typical one is like $50 or $95. But as you can imagine, that one that's closer to $1,000, the rewards are crazy, 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 crazy. But it really requires that you spend a lot of money. And that would be probably not most of the people listening to this. Uh, I wouldn't recommend a $1,000 type fee credit card. But there's some out there that's just showing you the range of how crazy these things can get. But yeah, typically you'll want to be either looking at a no annual fee credit card with kind of basic rewards or a little bit boosted rewards credit card with an annual fee and just make sure you do your calculation to compare those versus your normal spending. You want the credit card to fit your life and the way you're going to use it now, not the other way around. The same thing for the signup award, you'll want to calculate these because these vary pretty drastically. Again, pretty similar to the annual fees, but it's a slightly different calculation. You'll just want to see how much money you plan to spend in the, the first few months, because that's really how they give you that bonus is you have to spend X amount of dollars over X amount of time. And you just want to make sure that fits either your normal spending or in mine and my wife's situation. Sometimes I think our first credit card that we've been using pretty substantially over the last five years and really run all of our non-required checking account expenses through the credit card. That one we've had for five years. We opened it up before our wedding because we knew we were going to have wedding expenses. So we were able to get a little bit higher boost and benefit than we normally would have applied for because we knew we had some unique and pretty expensive expenses coming up. So that's something that I've seen a lot of people do is when you do have these events come up, that's really when you look to see, well, is it worth getting a new credit card with some boosted rewards? Pay in full every single month and don't just stop there. Make it automatic. So just go in, there's going to be a feature where you set it up to pay in full every single month. And that's what you want to do. If you try to track this manually, it's just going to create stress. It's going to take time that really is not needed. If your goal is to take the credit card, maximize the rewards and make sure you're not spending more than you normally would in a, a normal month, then you should be perfectly comfortable setting it to pay in full every single month. And yeah, you never pay interest and you don't have to ever think about it. So in a little bit advanced, which I'm not going to talk into specifically, but there's different credit cards for different flavors of living at this point. So I call it lifestyle categories. So you can actually optimize your credit card based off of how you typically like to spend your money. So sometimes you'll get like extra bonus points for dining out or entertainment. So if that's something that you do pretty heavily, those credit cards might be more enticing for you. You might get a little bit more bang for your buck. Uh, there's other different types too. So just be on the lookout for that. You can also optimize it for what the actual rewards are. So uh, me and my wife like traveling. So we optimize ours for getting a little bit more payout on travel. And so that's, that's important for us. And again, there's ways you can do it. Sometimes you can just optimize it for cash back if that's what you prefer and you don't travel that much. But yeah, find out what you like and then find out which credit card's going to fit your lifestyle the best. So the last two things, I'm going to say again, don't, don't pay the minimum. Make sure you paid in full every single month. So here's an example of what paying the minimum payment would do. And this is just kind of looking at one of my recent credit card statements, the balance was 2,847. The minimum payment would be $28. So on your credit card statement, this was one of the things that was put into place during the financial crisis in 2008, 2009. 
where now they're required to show you if you make the minimum payment, it's, it should be right on your front page of your credit card statement. It says, if you make the minimum payment, it will take you 14 years to pay off your credit card and you will end up paying an estimated total of 6,275. So more than double basically what the, the balance was. Pretty ridiculous, that's expensive and that's a long time to pay it off. Uh, that's why you want to avoid paying the minimum payment. And again, that's, that's something that should be on all credit card statements. If you're carrying a credit card balance right now and you're only doing the minimum payments, look at that information. Hopefully that will shock you into making it a priority to pay that off and get your financial control over the your credit card situation because it's super costly. It's one of the biggest hurdles to actually building wealth is uh, credit cards. And again, it's because those interest rates are so ridiculous. And so the last thing I will leave you with when it comes to this credit cards is awesome episode and, and try to see if this does make sense for you. I also want to say if you are not ready, don't try it. Like I mentioned, you have to have good habits and understanding of where your money is actually going and have good control over that in order to maximize your credit card benefits and make sure that things don't backfire on you. If, if your goal of opening credit cards is to further increase your financial confidence and make better financial decisions and you start to see that that's not occurring and maybe your finances start to crumble under uh, this new kind of tool that you're not used to using, pull it back and wait until you are more confident, have better behaviors and, and things in place in order to keep you on track because yeah, you don't want these things to actually be a burden or reduce your financial situation. Really, you want to use these credit cards to optimize it and create kind of that free cash and rewards that myself as well as most of my clients kind of benefit when they feel comfortable with their normal spending and don't let their credit cards control their financial lives. They, they control how they want their credit cards to work for them and really use it as a tool with that control in mind. So hopefully that's helpful. If you have trouble kind of managing credit card debt or any debt for that matter, definitely reach out. That's something that I specialize in. So definitely reach out and I'd be happy to see if we could work together and really take your financial confidence to the next level. Thank you so much for listening to Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp. You can find show notes by visiting levelupfinancialplanning.com and finding the podcast page. You'll also be able to find strategy guides, videos, and cheat sheets to help you take your financial confidence to the next level. If you feel this episode has added a ton of value for you, please rate and share this with friends and colleagues. Catch you next time on Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp.